When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Probably because it was the easiest decision for this Minnesota girl to make is throw me that purple. Oh, oh. I could not go with those Green Bay Packers. I barely trust them enough this season with whatever is going on with their wide receiver group and their quarterback. My Minnesota Vikings. We get a skull. That's the way to start. That's the way to start. Her Give me those Minnesota Vikings. There she is. Uh, former former 1500 ESPN intern, now turned national media superstar, Jamie Erdahl. Got Pelissero on NFL Network. Jamie Erdahl. All we do is pump out talent, right? Courtney Cronin all over ESPN shows. Zach Harper all over the Dan Lebitar Network. All Mackie and Judd have done for 10 plus years is cultivate and pump out talent. Cradle of broadcasters. <laughs> Cradle of broadcasters. Cradle of broadcasters. <laughs> we bring them in and spit them out, and they go on to great things. That's right. And then they forget about us, and uh, yeah. and we just sit here and complain about the Vikings and other Minnesota sports teams. Uh, welcome into the show. This is your daily Vikings entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It is Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. And the show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also by TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, always stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Also, a reminder... We are just a few days away from the 2022 debut of post-game Vikings Ventline, the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports, maybe on the planet. And uh, it's exclusive to the Purple Daily YouTube channel. The place to be post-game for Vikings games is the Purple Daily YouTube channel, where we turn the show over to you guys, the fans, and we've got our usual cast of characters that we hope continues to join. We'd love to bring... New people into the show as well. So save the email address, vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's how you can put in your requests to be on the show. But we bring fans into the video and, and make it all about you guys. Uh, and we are excited for that starting this Sunday. Again, exclusive to the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Are you guys ready to be held accountable and make some predictions here? Always. We've done it once. We'll do it again. The only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions with statistics. Let's fire it up. Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's
That's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. The only show in America that has the guts to put statistics next to our predictions. Here's how it works every single week. On Purple Daily, we go with three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. And listeners, if you want to participate, you can send us a message through the Score North app. We'll get you scheduled. Uh, Noah was supposed to be on. He may be joining us late. We are pressing on with or without Noah. If he joins, we will welcome his predictions at some point here during the show. But let's start with the accountability session. We'll start with Judd. Not a bad week here, actually, all things considered. A little green in here. We'll start with the red. You said the Gophers will put up at least 45 points against New Mexico State. They failed. Yeah, that wasn't a great game. No, failure. Very disappointed. Kind of felt like they could have put up however many points they wanted to, and they, I don't know, just maybe maybe old PJ felt bad for for Jera. Didn't want to rub it in anymore. Uh, you said Oli Udo won't be on the Vikings' 53-man roster by week one. Well, the rosters are locked for week one. And he's on there? That's a mistake. Uh, he's just like they a, made a mistake. A, a, an injury or a tweak away from coming into a game? Mistakes were made. And then on the green side, you said the Ohio State will beat Notre Dame, but they won't cover the 17-and-a-half. And that was true. They won. I think it was like 21-10. to 10. They beat my Fighting Irish, so who led for quite yeah, a bit? They, they right? were ahead, yeah, they were ahead. It, it was a respectable performance for Notre Dame, absolutely. Uh, another moral victory for the Fighting Irish against one of the best teams in the country. Mm. You said Mo Ibrahim will rush for at least a hundred and a touchdown against one of the worst teams in the country. Is easily accomplished that feat. So two for four for Judd this week. Not bad. I had a pretty decent Hey-o. week here too. A little parlay. Uh, that, see, this is. I thought the Steelers were going to go in a different direction. Uh-huh. I gave you a week one starter parlay. I told you that Geno Smith would be the Seahawks starter and Kenny Pickett would be the Steelers starter. Well, not only is Kenny Pickett not the starter, it's Mitch Trubisky. And Mitch Trubisky is a team captain. So you can't can't not start him if he's voted team captain, right? Right. That's true. I said Alex Madison will not be on the 53-man roster. I thought they might trade him. There were some reports that they were sniffing around, but they wind up not trading him. Do you think he becomes a starter after the season somewhere? Not here, but somewhere. Um, yeah, probably. I, but I, I, I think he'll get a job. I think he'll sign with a team and become a starter, but be in, in a rotation. Yeah, and then they'll like, draft someone in like the third round. Or there's something. so few. Are are there a lot of like regular bell cow running backs left? It feels like it's gone to, and I, I actually agree no. with with this. It feels like it's gone to a lot of. Hey, you're the starter, but your backup plays a ton. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, you remember not that long ago, I guess, 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s. And you had 300 carries was kind of the mark, right? It was, yes. you know, a, a, a starting running back would get 300 carries. Yep. And last season, only two running backs got to 300 carries. Jonathan Taylor, who was the bell cow of all bell cows. He only had 332 carries. Uh, Najee Harris had 307. And then uh, only, actually, only f- two others had carries over 250. Wow. 
So a lot of timeshares. The bell cows of too. all bell cows is a great term. Dude. The bell I bet you, of all bell cows. Football. I bet you he, he gets hurt this year. I bet you Taylor doesn't get near 17 games. Well, but 332 carries isn't that much. I know, but it used to be if you got to 400, then you were then your career was going to be altered. I'm just saying those guys break down. It's easy for those guys. Well, this is the show to put that on the record. Maybe you could. Maybe next week. Actually, maybe I will. Maybe I'll counter yours. Uh, I did say that Jerry Kill will touch hands with PJ Fleck in some way in the Gophers regular season opener. We had the pregame touching. We had the postgame touching. Touching hands, reaching out. Up. Touching Jerry. And thank you to a couple loyal listeners. You know, we we try to make sure that we can cover the entire earth of write that down predictions. Oh, that's right. And I trusted Judd. I put my faith in Judd, yeah, who was the eyes and the ears on the ground at training camp. It's Last gone. week, we dinged me for saying that Wyatt Davis at some point during offseason workouts would work with at least the second team. I said, Judd, did you see it? He said, No, I he was only with the third team. Yep. Uh there is documented evidence on Twitter. Beat writers on the scene that saw him take at least yep. a couple reps with the second team offense during one of the training camp practices, and so this is a correct prediction. I don't remember seeing that, but I'm going to try. I think it was like Chad Graff or somebody had it had it noted, or I don't know somebody. And where is he now? Covering the Patriots, <laughs> sabotaging the Vikings. Uh, listeners had a couple things come off the board. Mike said the Vikings would acquire or sign a player by September 1st. That's a former Pro Bowler. They did not. Unless I, unless I missed Nick Mullins in a Pro Bowl, I don't think that happened. And then Pulford Skull said, Alex Boom will predict that Kirk Cousins should stay with the Vikings. Well, unfortunately, Pulford, Alex took like a seven-month hiatus from Purple Daily to launch his offensive line training business and didn't even get a chance to. So you just got screwed by Alex Boone's entrepreneurship. Oh, boy. Sorry. That's unfortunate. Apologize on behalf of Alex. Well, but you can find Alex Boone. His debut 2022 episode of Trenches with Boone, we sat down for an hour and just talked to all things Kevin O'Connell. He told some behind-the-scenes stories about Mike Zimmer off the Terrence Newman article, and uh, and it's uh, it's on the Purple Daily Podcast feed and YouTube channel, so check it out. All right, Dex, big um, week for you here, too. Hmm? I have issue with this first prediction, because technically isn't Jalen Rhaegar going to be a punt returner, and he'd be a starter in that case? He was not on the 53 when I made that prediction. I saw this last week. I don't think a return man is a starter. I think of the st- starter as your 11 on defense, 11 on offense. How, would a, pun- how would a punter turn to be starting a football game? Well, he's the first guy on the depth chart. He's the starter. <laughs> no, he comes in after at least four, three plays. But he's the starter. Therefore, he's coach. coming off the bench. I like, I like this, Pearl. I like this. I think this, it's, 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 it's a starter. He's, he's starting as a punt return. He's number one on the depth chart. There's a fifty. I said fifty-three man roster. I didn't say offense and defense. I said fifty-three man roster. You said starter. Roster. You said starter. starter. And he would be a starter in the fifty-three man roster, which is the first punt returner. Judd, when you look at the official depth chart, you've been going to games for twenty years. Yeah. Do they list special teamers as starters? Is there a star next to a punt returner? No, no. But I mean, I like where this is go- going because we actually got a bunch of tweets about this right after the trade. Um, and so, yeah, this is a very great brawl. I love well, what, well, but I need, I need but more, no, there's I need more from you it. than just like, this is a great brawl. It's we need to figure brawl. out what the rule is. I don't is think here. of a punt. Re- I don't think of a return man as a starter, but I, but there are people, I guess that do. I thought it was <laughs> offense or defense. Okay. Here's what we need to do. So you'll be at the game, right? 
do they still pass out the hard copy of like the depth chart and the starters? Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, we have to go off of what does the what does the hard copy I mean, say? Is he listed as a starter? Or is it is are the starters just the eleven and the eleven? So for now for now, the the ruling on the floor is this is incorrect. But we will overturn it if Judd well, can produce evidence from US Bank Stadium for Declan that this is a starting player, Jalen Rager. All right. I was going to say, I've got, there is a depth chart that we got yesterday from the Vikings. Okay. Uh, Here, let's look release, In the press release booklet. According to Wikipedia, uh, as in oh American God. football, oh, there we go. There most we go. of the special teams players are starters. What does that even mean? No. That doesn't mean anything. It means that they could be like a, the starting. Here we go. It, it means that they're starters on. <sighs> okay. When you look at Vikings, well, this doesn't say starters either. Another, this is just the the depth the Vikings.com depth chart list. They just list first, second, third, fourth string. They don't list starters. Another back door into this potentially could be if Jalen Rhaegar is on the first play of the first offensive series, wouldn't yeah. that make him a starter too? Yes. Okay. Yes. That, yes. So then this okay. is technically yes. still on the board. And I wasn't ready, even when even I wasn't ready for this to come on or off the board because we had to wait for week one to happen too. By the way, but um, but I think those are the that's the parameters. Okay, I'm I'm going into the master list here, and, and, and I'm uh, going to one I'm of your un, greens for me one. is also wrong as well. Wow, uh, Sean Manning was picked up by the Seahawks, who are not an NFC North team. Ah, uh, I thought I just read NFC. There's okay. A lot All right. Of, Old Macadac. Old Macadac will wear that one. He will wear that one. This okay. is turning very <laughs> AEW like. There's some <laughs> yeah. falling out here. There's some guys in the Old, back there. God. Old Macadac was uh, was rushing to get some work done, oh, uh, podcasting oh with Boone late in the night. Oh boy. He was sipping. On, he was sipping on a cocktail. He was not sipping on. He does not sip on weekday cocktails very often, so he was not doing that. All right. Okay. All right. We're All adjusting right. the master list here. We will. We will plow ahead. So take, that one, so, so take that one off. Yes, Judd, I, I just, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm on. He did, he did. You're yeah, five steps behind you. Just, okay. just, just take that one off. Just go back to the depth chart. I was looking at the depth chart. All right. Kirk, tell us start? Kirk Cousins will give Judd a good question or good point nod at some point during training camp. God, I don't I think that happened, happen. right? No. No. I wanted this to happen. Then Judd Cowardly didn't ask him anything either. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't go out there because I, I was breaking down physically. Yeah. O'Connell in his press conference on Wednesday gave no fewer than four of them out. There. Yeah, I know, I saw that. <laughs> yes, you get Great a good question. question. That's a good point. You get all, that is a fantastic question. point. Great, unbelievable. What a question. Should, Where did you go to college, sir? <laughs> all right, and then Declan did say the "Before I Die" beer will return to the Surly Brew Hall or in liquor stores at some point during the 2022 season, and it is back in the well, not back. It's in the liquor stores. We've seen people sending us photos. That's great. In fact, uh, Judd, you've been getting a lot of people sending photos of the the Before I Die beer from from various corners of the state liquor stores, huh? And how could could they absolutely not with the Viking season about to start and the credo of this show always being the longstanding tag, before we die, we we want to see the Vikings win a championship. And our fine friends at Surly said, you know what? That's such a good idea. We're going to make a beer with that name in an incredibly cool can. And if you're going to the Vikings game on Sunday, you, you can find that can in U.S. Bank Stadium. If you are not, as Phil just said, more and more of uh, more and more of the 
liquor stores in the, if I'm not mistaken, it looks like potentially five-state area are getting before I die shipments. So among the many great choices from a uh, beer company that has several, several superstar selections before I die is the latest to emerge from Surly Brewing. And as Phil just said, show us your cans. I'm at Jay Zolgan on Twitter, at Score North. We want to see the Surly that you are sipping on. Also, uh, I saw Dex. You had a you had a, an underdog room fill up instantly. Oh like when you, you 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 release uh, concert tickets are available to the public, and people rush the, they rush the ticket office is what happened yesterday. Pretty much, yeah, it was impressive. We we launched a fantasy football draft with Judd and myself, and we plan to do more throughout the season. Uh, but it filled up right away. And if you join with promo code Score, it helps us out at Score North, and you can get some pick'em options. And uh, I I saw today that uh, that there was some lines moving in the pick'em option department. So right now, I have these three picks in Dalvin Cook, over 99.5 all total yards, uh, higher 258 passing yards for Kirk, and under for 34.5 passing yard uh, attempts excuse me, for Aaron Rodgers. And, and there's a new function with insurance built in uh, through the parlay option of underdog fantasy. So if, if you uh, have three picks and you're only really confident that two of them will hit, you can slide a little tab for insurance, and then if two of the three hit, you still get your payout. So Underdog Fantasy, it's an awesome way to play fantasy sports. Join with promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. It helps us out at SCORE North, Underdog Fantasy, and the Underdog Fantasy app. All right, here are the stats here going into the actual regular season. Declan's at 37.4% completions and nine touchdowns. Both lead the league. I'm at 34% completions, five touchdowns. Judd's at 29.7%, two touchdowns. Listener's at 25.5% with four touchdowns. On the season. So there you go. Those are your uh, accountabilities for the week. Let's get into the actual predictions here, boys. We'll start with Judd over to Declan. Back to myself. Three trips around the room. Judd, you're under center. Or shotgun or pistol or whatever the Write this down. formation is. I'm going to go with three predictions here that are going to attempt to catch me up quickly. So I am not wow. going to push them down the road. I'm going with three predictions involving the Vikings-Packers game. So and I'm going to start off with a very simple one. The Vikings will indeed beat the Packers on Sunday. So I believe the I think the spread is now a point or a point and a half mm-hmm. uh, favoring bad. the Packers. Yeah. I am going to go with the Vikings are going to just outright win this football game. All right. I like I like the idea here of Judd finally putting some predictions out that are going to come off the board. Declan usually does this even during the offseason. People got on him for like USFL picks, yeah, but listen, they, there's not much going on. So. I, yeah, right, I took a bloodbath on the NFL draft day, and I think I was third or fourth in this prediction. And since draft day, who's now back on top? He's yeah. back. Yeah, I'm back. Predicting stuff that people absolutely hate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. USFL. All right. Uh, a little parlay action here for the Vikings week one game. I want a little touchdown. Uh, the Vikings will beat the Packers by four or more points. Kirk Cousins throws at least 250 yards. Dalvin Cook has at least 115 all-purpose yards. So three-item parlay here. Vikings by four. They win at least by four or more. Kirk Cousins for 250 or more. Dalvin Cook 115 or more. Right, and, the, and most of the three-item parlays are going to be touchdowns, and so this definitely qualifies as write this down. a touchdown. All right, write this down. So, Declan, you pointed out to us, I think, in a in a text thread yesterday, that the Ringer is doing yeah. weekly quarterback power rankings this season. Genius, which is a great idea. And right now, they got Kirk Cousins fifteenth. But write this down: at some point this season, 
<laughs> Kirk Cousins will emerge into the top 10 of the Ringers' weekly quarterback rankings. Write it down. A lot of faith. Mm-hmm. So he's going he's gonna to jump. Write this down. He's going to leap. Write it down. You like writing things down. Into the top 10. Uh, all right, Declan. I'm sorry, Judd. Your uh, second prediction? Aaron Rodgers will be sacked four or more times Ooh. on Sunday. Wow, dude. Wow. Air, off off the record, I think Zadarius Smith gets to him once or twice. I think Daniil gets to him probably at least once. I wow. think there's another sack I like in that. there. I, I, wow. I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna bring the house. I think they're gonna bring the house and uh some exotic looks. Some very exotic looks and and I also wouldn't be surprised to see some type of safety blitz at times. Oh what I'm saying is we are going to see the unveiling of a defense that's going to have a lot more spark to it than the two thousand twenty one defense did. It's gonna to get to Aaron Rodgers four or more times. I heard it's gonna be a swarming defense. Write this down. Is what we're gonna see. You didn't hear wrong. Mm-hmm. All right, Dex, your second prediction. Uh similar to Judd here. And this is a definitely a, a touchdown, too, because it's specific enough, I believe. Zadarius Smith sacks Aaron Rodgers on the first offensive series for the Vikings. Oh, man. Series. Series. Okay. First offensive series. So their first stand on defense. Zadarius will get after Aaron Rodgers. Okay. All right. I like, I like the swinging for the fences here, boys. I like down. it. I'm gonna, I'm, I think these are both going to be touchdown predictions, too. Write this down. Zadarius Smith or Daniil Hunter will have a strip sack of Aaron Rodgers yep. in this game. That qualifies. One mm-hmm. of those two guys will have a strip sack of Aaron Rodgers. And will throw him down and break his collarbone. And then make fun of him for and, his, and his witchcraft the, girlfriend. Anthony Barr dance. <laughs> paying homage to Anthony Barr. Write that down. All right. And then, uh, Judd, your third and final prediction here. Um, I'm actually going to go to a point of contention from earlier in this show by going to a special teams prediction here. I mean, we got some bad blood, so I might as well pile on, but I'm going to go to kickoff return, not punt return. Kane Wangwu will have at least one kickoff return of 35 yards or more on Sunday. Okay. So he's going to bring a ball out, and uh, he's going to, let's just say this, he's going to get loose for at least a period of time. He's going to get loose. Oh. 35 or more yards, wow. he's loose! <laughs> All right, and then uh, my well, sorry, Declan, I've stepped on you twice now, probably three I times. If I you guess if you're just going to pass earlier. Declan, you're going to pass him. <laughs> I can't pass him in the standings. I might as well pass him. Uh, I, in, uh, in I guess line if you're going to pass me. You're going to pass me. <laughs> uh, last one for me. I know he's been a uh, kind of questionable, maybe tracking towards more probable. But Herb Smith is probably going to play for the Vikings on Sunday. But my prediction is Herb Smith hauls in at least one touchdown on Sunday against the Packers. So I think Herb Smith will be active. And then he will also at least get a touchdown against the Packers. Okay. All right. Um, Write that down. I'm trying. I want another touchdown prediction here. So I've got a couple different options, but I'm going to float this one. You guys tell me if it's a touchdown or not. Someone other than Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook, and Irv Smith. Someone other than those five main skill position players will score a touchdown in this game for the Vikings. Go back through that again. Hey, what was the list? So we're taking, we're, we're taking, someone will score a touchdown for the Vikings mm-hmm. that isn't Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith. Okay. I don't, I, I don't think that's a touchdown, and here's why. Madison could, could come in, like if Cook runs to the one, right? You get stopped. 
I could easily see him scoring a touchdown. I mean, but how many touchdowns mm. did? How many has he poached? Alex Madison has six touchdowns in three I'm years. Just te- I'm telling you right now, it's a new offense. I'm just, I'm saying there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables that can lead to a different player scoring a touchdown. Alex Madison has six. Well, he has six rushing touchdowns. I mean, two. He has eight touchdowns in 42 career games. I would venture to say, if I were to tell you Alex Madison will score a touchdown, that that is a touchdown prediction itself. He is basically saying the five most likely candidates to score a touchdown, someone outside of those guys, okay. those guys excluded, okay. one of those guys yep. will get a touchdown outside of the it top is, five. It is very unlikely that Alex Madison scores a touchdown in this game. I would say this then. Make it from five yards out or more. Johnny Munt catches a touchdown Kirk inside can, the five. Kirk can sneak in. I'm just telling you, there's a, when you get so to if, the if goal CJ line. Ham, if C.J. Yes. Ham rushes a touchdown at the three, I don't get credit is what you're trying to do here. That's What, what I'm saying is I don't think it's a touchdown unless – You're playing we, dirty right now, Judge. Unless we put it at the five-yard line or far – I'm just saying goal line situations dictate some weird things happening. I don't feel comfortable calling this a touchdown. What would it – But so you're – but you're I'm making saying, this up. I'm bringing data and telling you Alex Madison never scores touchdowns. Okay, but if Kirk scores a touchdown, if Kirk flares, okay, the ball, I'll put I'll put Kirk on the on the list. I will put I will put Kirk on the list as a as a runner. So there will not. And by I'm the way, it's you, not like it's not like Kirk has a bunch of touchdowns that aren't. No, but touchdowns. I'm just saying on the goal line, a lot of weird stuff can take place, and this is a new scheme. Yeah, so and, like, you know, and the weird stuff that would take place is is stuff that isn't likely. Flares I should the ball get in. Fantastic flares episode the of Purple in. Daily. <laughs> So cantankerous. I don't know Listen, where to go. Not, I want this to be a touchdown, and you're you're, making, speed, you're giving me impossible parameters to get a, to get a touchdown. It's impossible. Five yards out or further. It's not impossible. Those guys are... Okay, then Declan, I agree. if I stand my ground, I will put Kirk Cousins as a rusher on the list. Yeah. But I don't want I don't want the outside the five clause because if Johnny Munt scores a touchdown from the three, I want that point. Yeah, I I don't. Now that's a touchdown. I don't have as big of an issue with this as Judd does. I think it's a fine. Wow, touchdown. You, got, you got screwed earlier. I did. But Can I, that be I, the I compromise? But I, I will put but I will put Cousins right. on the list to avoid a quarterback sneak. Yeah. Fine. I just I think that there's a conversation to be had here, and I wanted to have it. Okay. I eat I eat tough conversations <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm very comfortable with this. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. I think we're good here. I think Declan got screwed. I, I didn't get screwed because I'm still right. Are, are, the, are, those, uh, are those tough conversations for breakfast part of the Livia plan, or how does that work? No, 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 have, no. When you eat tough conversations. Write this down. They're, they're not, not tough because they are simple. Because that this program, 40 pounds down, and here's the best part, keeping that weight, weight off. Do you know why? Not because conversations were tough, but because the conversations were as simple as possible about an, executing a plan, a scheme, an offense, if you will, for not only dropping the pounds, but then to continue to keep them, them off. As I just said, I'm down 40 pounds, keeping that weight off. Dawn down 16 pounds, the Zolgad house down 50 plus pounds combined. And now Livia's, their offer as of Monday, eight weeks for free. Imagine all the weight. Imagine in eight weeks how great you're going to feel when the pounds are peeling off. The program is as simple as possible. How? 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia, L-I-V-E-A dot com. Give them a call or go to the site. Check them out and start on a weight loss journey that's going to have you feeling great and your clothes fitting again 
Livia.com. Those are not tough conversations. Some really interesting stuff from Zadarius Smith about his time ending with the Packers. He's not very happy about it. We'll get to that in a second here. But let's also shout out the official dog food of Mackie and Judd, Nutrisource, a family-owned and operated company out of Purim, Minnesota. Nutrisource is all, look at that. Judd's got a giant bag of the chicken and rice. That's that's what Maya Don't, eats every single day. This, yes. uh, it looks like Stella has been enjoying it too. So, uh, yeah, it's all about digestion and gut health. And the fact that our dogs get excited to wake us up in the morning to eat Nutrisource is a very good sign, Judd. 610 this morning, Stella said, hey, Pops, let's go. Get up. It's time for my Nutrisource, which she absolutely loves, and the treats, too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the way to do it. The way to your dog's heart, I'll tell you right now. The chicken and rice is outstanding. And the best part, Phil? It's the health, right? The gut health. Because oh, we, yeah. we've talked about that, too. So the gut health is absolutely key. Your dog loves the food, and you love the fact that your dog is healthy and happy. Yep. Gut health for the humans and the dogs on this show, thanks to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Find a retailer near you, NutrisourcePetFoods.com, the official dog food of Mackie and Judd, and Purple Daily. So, all right, boys. What are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? Dex just sent this right before the show started. Ty Dunn is on a roll here. So he had, he got the Terrence Newman scoops. I mean, Terrence Newman's one of the only players you'll ever find go on the record and be that aggressive about a guy that he died on a hill for, Mike Zimmer, mm-hmm. multiple times. Uh, and uh, and he got a bunch of other, like, former coordinators, coaches to, to speak ill of the Mike Zimmer culture and era. And now he tweeted this out. This is a new article from his golongtd.com. We finally get Zadarius Smith's side of the story on what the hell happened last season in Green Bay. He details everything. It's a reason he's now a Viking. And there's an excerpt here. So we got the back surgery, then returned to Wisconsin. The mood, he claims, completely changed. How I was here in the building, he says, holding his hand high. How I was here, meaning like I'm, I'm up here. And then he brings his hand down. I came down to here, to a nobody, to everyone in the building. I was like, damn, why am I being treated like this? I brought the culture. I helped change this bleep. Why the bleep am I the one being treated like that? Zadarius isn't shy in explaining what he means by this because it's part of the reason he's now in purple. Quote, walking past me, not saying anything. Z, how's your back doing? There was none of that. As you can see, that adds on to why I'm on the other side. So I can go back. I get to go back two times a year. So I think we kind of figured, yeah, maybe he's he'd like to go get some revenge. It felt like kind of a weird way to end his Packers tenure, but he signed with the Vikings specifically in part because he wanted to go get revenge on the organization now, starting had, this Sunday. He, he had originally agreed to a deal in Baltimore, right, that fell apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he came here? Yeah. Uh, um. So here's what I think just from that, from that, those quotes, and then when you combine them to how guys talked about the end of the uh, Zim era here as well, here's what I find so intriguing. Football is such a brutal sport that I don't understand why people can't treat people well, but a lot of times they simply don't. And if, if you think about it, like what's, what Smith is saying, I'm sure is 1000% true. But the second that your value as a player plummets, they don't care anymore. Like, they just don't give a damn. You are useless. You are, you are nothing more than a chess piece and a product. Um, 
And it's amazing when you think about like how tough is that to to be empathetic, right? Like the guy's career aback at this point in time is a huge deal. Like how tough would that be to be like, you know what, dude, how's it going? How are you? Um, you know, and it's not like a long conversation, right? Brian O'Neill's thing about Zim was sort of funny, but it's also instructive. Like when your coach, when you're not playing and your coach basically looks past you and it's like, I have no use for you as a person. I just think it's, it just gets back to what, what, you know, on this show we've discussed a lot, which is the brutality of this sport, not only physically, but emotionally too. And how detached people are and how little they actually care about what you bring if you don't bring success on the field. Even if a year ago, you were a really important key in the cog. Yeah. There's there's some interesting parallels to 2009 Brett Favre here. And that, you know, Favre and Favre wanted it to happen in 2008. He had that falling out. And some of it for him, it, different situation because Favre just kept going back and forth every season. And they they and this it went back like five years before that, and then they drafted Rodgers, and finally they were like, "Guy, we already went through all the offseason stuff with Rodgers, and now you're just showing up again." Ugh. And so I I could see the Packers' point on that to some extent, but he wanted to play for the Vikings in part because they were good and ready to pop, and maybe they just needed an extra piece to to get further get to the Super Bowl, which was the case. But he also really wanted to just stick it to that organization twice. And Zadarius Smith isn't going to have the same influence as Brett Favre on a team like he did in 2009. But there's just something amazing about just taking advantage of a player's want to get back at an organization that maybe Zadarius could have made more money somewhere else. Why did the Baltimore thing fall apart, by the way? Was it a, a failed physical? I think the physical, I think I think behind the scenes, there, there was concern there, which makes sense. It's a back problem. Yeah, and he's been uh, fine to this point. I mean, he yeah. hasn't played a game yet, but but yeah, and and look, his contract here is a great risk. Like it's a great risk because it's mm-hmm. it's again, uh, football being football, the contract is not what it looks like. Like if you peel it, it away, it's a great team friendly contract. But I just I find this sport to be so intriguing because of how people are treated. Yeah, you know, on that note, so if, if you guys get a chance, so. Alex, just we're trying to shuffle schedules and figure out, like, Alex has a business now, this offensive line training company, Brute O-Line. And so uh, last year, Alex was part of the Tuesday flagship show on Purple Daily. And this year, we're, we're just creating kind of a, a separate spinoff podcast under the Purple Daily umbrella. And it's me and Alex. You guys are going to mix in as you can throughout the season. Uh, but we, we talked for an hour last night and posted the episode this morning. Definitely recommend checking it out. But uh, I brought up the Terrence Newman quotes and because Alex played for a year with Zimmer and, you know, he hasn't been shy on our show. I don't think he's said everything or throwing him under the bus like Terrence Newman did, but he's hinted, yeah, we didn't really get along and I didn't really love the way that he treated people. And, and Alex expanded on some of that last night. And one of the big things and, and themes that he pointed out, and this doesn't just apply to Zimmer. I think it applies to a lot of old school or, impersonable uh, NFL coaches. It's not the reaming out. It's not like he said, I can take it. And a lot of guys can take it, but some guys can't. You have to understand which guys can and can't take it. But then you also have to understand when to do it and when not to that. And he told this story and he didn't name specific names, but he said there were some players on our team that like 
there was a, a young offensive lineman in particular that I would spend the whole week. I, he goes, one of the things I am great at as a teammate is is pumping up my teammates, getting them to believe in themselves, getting them to feel good about the game plan, everything. And I might have to take a broken young offensive lineman on a Monday and spend three days as his teammate helping him get ready to feel confident going into the next game. Mm-hmm. And then Zimmer would make a drive-by comment on a Friday walkthrough that just like demeans someone or demoralizes them, not realizing what he's doing. Or he would. There, were, there was one instance where they were doing, uh, you know, the the huddle break after practice with the fifty-three guys in the practice squad, and Zimmer was pumping up. All right, we, you know, look look at that team we're about to play. We're better at quarterback. We're better at defense. We're better at you know linebacker. We're better at this offensive line. Ah. And then he continued on, and and, and and I think Tony Sperano might have been the offensive line coach at yeah. the time. And, like, he said him and Sperano looked at each other like, dude, that's not – there's no reason to do that. You're, it, you don't – maybe that's true, but these are human beings that need to feel confident going into the game. They don't need to be told on a Friday that they're crap, right? <laughs> right. You know, and, like, you know, there was the, 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 the infamous moment that season where the Vikings start 5-0 and or 6-0, and then they lose that game, I think, at Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, Zimmer came out and kind of trashed, called the offensive line soft or whatever he did. And, and those comments weren't always strategic. It was usually him just being mad and kind of flying off the handle. Right. So, again, treatment of players, yeah, like the Zadarius Smith stuff is, is one circumstance over here. But the way that he was treated, whether he was 100% right or not, right. he felt slighted because the machine keeps going forward. And now the Vikings might have a chance to take advantage. And if you're Zimmer, if you would have just been a little bit more empathetic and put a little bit more space between the bad things that are happening and the way that you treat people, you might still have a job, too, on the other side. And I I don't think it's that that tough, but it feels like around this entire league, there is way too big of a... um... Way too big of a platform where teams treat guys who are hurt like pariahs. Uh, and I don't know if that happens in different sports. It might be a hockey thing as well. But, you know, this whole thing of if you can't play, you're useless. What good does that do you? Especially now. I get it in the 80s or something. I totally get that. But, like, what good does that do you now to ostracize guys? Teammates don't like like that unless unless the guy is trying to milk it. Nobody likes that. So what good are you doing as, as an athletic trainer or coach by acting like a guy is, is, you know, well, if he's hurt, screw him. Now, the one thing that I will say in football I think is difficult because the team is so large roster-wise is this, and this is what O'Connell is going to find, is there is somewhere in between where I think that you can respect players and you can certainly be, um, be non-combative t- towards them, but there's going to be guys who test you. And so, like, that's where you draw the fine line of don't be a raving lunatic, but you also can't be their friends because there's probably going to be eight to ten guys who are going to take advantage of, of you as much as possible yeah. until they basically know, okay, that's where the line is drawn. So, like, to me, from a coaching standpoint, that's where it would be tough uh, because, like, we, we could talk all we want about culture changing and empowering players. And for some guys, that's awesome. That's perfect. But you're also going to have some guys who see that as, hey, here's my opening to do what I want. And that's where there has to be an authority say, okay, you've gone t- too far now. That, to me, is what makes the great coaches great is their ability to toe that line so that they're respected, 
they might be feared at times, but you also know that they that their heart's in the right place as far as taking care of you as a player. Yeah. You know, I was I was watching I was flipping around yesterday afternoon and I stumbled upon uh, there was a segment I think on Cowherd show with Albert Breer, so yesterday or the day before. And and he asked Albert, he said, "Hey, you know, I've been on the Vikings all off season. I think they're going to be one of the most improved teams. You know, do you think I'm an idiot? What are your thoughts on the Vikings?" And Albert Breer referenced a Cowboys team from 2007 that went 13 and 3. They, I think that 07 team, didn't they play? Who did they play in the play? I'm just going to pull the team up real quick here. Uh, they they did lose to the Giants in the divisional round, so they got they did get beat in the playoffs. But that Cowboys team went 13 and 3 with Wade Phillips the year after Bill Parcells parted ways with the organization. So this was like Bill Parcells' kind of last run, if I'm not mistaken, as a head coach. And they were fine. They were like a nine-win team the year before under Bill Parcells. And then the year before that, they were kind of the same, like nine wins. But Albert Breer said the 2007 Cowboys kind of had the best of both worlds and that they had all of the discipline that Bill Parcells pounded into them for years and years. But then they had the freedom and they had the, the loosey-goosiness of – Wade Phillips style. Wade Phillips, much more player-friendly coach. Not that he couldn't get into guys once in a while, but he was a much more player-friendly coach even in his later years. And so they were able to go out there, and they started that season 12-1. and Their only loss was to the Patriots. Like, this is like peak Patriots. This is the, the 2007 Patriots, one of the best teams in football history. That was their only loss until December 16th. And it was the year that Tony Romo kind of got unleashed as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. <clears throat> And he said, that's what I think this Vikings team can be. That they've got all the, all the, th- Mike Zimmer wasn't, Mike Zimmer definitely deserved to go, but he brought a lot of good things for a number of years. And there's a lot of veteran players on this team that have Mike Zimmer principles and discipline instilled. And now they get the player friendly coach that comes in here to maybe unlock some other things with the offense. But a lot of these players' careers, Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith, et cetera, Daniel Hunter are rooted in Mike Zimmer discipline. So I thought that was an interesting comparison, a team that, you know, they made a coaching change. They went from nine wins to 13, disappointment in the playoffs, but you saw a huge step forward with, with a coaching change. I so. like that a lot. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. and, and I guess the, the only question then is because it's, it's going to happen. We just don't know how much is injuries, like what's your depth like? And there are certain guys, if they get get hurt, you're probably screwed. But, you know, if you have a normal amount and it's not a huge amount of guys get hurt, because the one the one acknowledgement that the final cuts gave us was there is definitely a feeling that the top end of the roster built by Mike and Rick is really good, probably. But when you get to 25 on down, it was questionable. So I guess if you get a normal amount of guys hurt, do you have guys that can step in? Yeah. It's a great, I mean, it's a, it's probably the biggest question for this team, right? Offensive line. I mean, if, you know, we, we, yeah, the offensive line, I don't want to put this out there, but like Brian O'Neill or Christian Derrissaw. Yeah. We just kind of take the, yeah, well, they got the, they got the tackles fixed. Well, until someone rolls up on one of those guys and then Ole Udo is playing. So defensive line, same thing, right? Yeah. Tomlinson goes down. Okay. Who replaces him and how well? Yep, all viable questions. Tomorrow we'll do a little dive into the uh, state of the offense going into the season. That'll be our Thursday episode every week. will be offensive-centric 
And uh, and then later on this week, we're bringing back Purple Props, where we take a, a market perspective. We'll look at what the sports books are all saying going into the first week about the Vikings' chances to win the Super Bowl, how many games they're going to win. We're just going to do a, a collection of, of everything going into the season. And uh, again, if you uh, if you haven't checked out some of our Purple Daily Network shows before we die with Jesse Pierce and Thor Nystrom and Realistic Randy Rant, which is going up, I believe today you guys are recording mm-hmm. uh, trenches with Boone, Purple Access with Chip and Judd, all available on the Purple Daily podcast feed wherever you find podcasts, and also on the YouTube channel. A shout out to Federated too. So Federated Insurance. A great offensive line for your business, and they've been that way for over 100 years. Their history is rich with innovative, committed people guided by a core set of principles and values, a great system, if you will, that they can apply to your business. Uh, federatedinsurance.com to find a full list of industries that Federated works with. And, uh, yeah, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, dudes, that's our prediction episode here. Write that down episode of Purple Daily We'll see you guys tomorrow. Daily Vikings Entertainment. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. And right now, you can save when you shop your faves. Just buy six or more participating sale items and save 50 cents each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.